What is all this? What the hell is going on? You're, well, someplace you're not supposed to be. And where the devil is that? Well, it's not so much where, really, as when. We're going to go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. Welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And for the love of Christ, can we please get this episode recorded? I just, I beg the recording internet gods. Like, geez, please. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my Paul. gosh. Just dear Lord. <laughs> I just, um, dear, like pray, Serling, please over like shine a light on us. Um, <laughs> welcome to strange highways this is an anthology podcast which we've talked about twilight zone the original series and the jordan peele produced paramount plus series now we're in the firmly into the middle of the first season of the 80 series and we cover other anthology stuff as well I, I mean you want to talk about like roadblocks that have been set up repeatedly to keep us from recording this episode it has been a thing and it, just it, my it's god like we almost it's almost like we have like our own producer like hell that we're dealing with ourselves right now yeah. but no it isn't it's it's electricity and uh we're dealing with uh things without our control like uh storms and uh weather that is no good to us yeah it, well it also they don't like, want you know, they don't want this podcast to exist it's but almost you know as if fight the power it's almost as if the segment of matter of minutes does not want to be talked about it's almost as if they're like we're going to give away the game about how time works and they, they're just kind of shoving ourselves in right so um, <laughs> the guy in the orange suit is going to silence us. Yeah. He's like, listen, I or have yellow. really bad special effects, really bad, uh, computer t- TV effects to show you. But yeah, it has been a, it's been a journey. Um, so, uh, we, we, you know, we are being smart. Um, and I hope you guys appreciate, like we didn't take any time off. But like, you know, we were not like, not always here the last couple of weeks. We recorded a couple episodes. You didn't even miss a beat. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to be right back at it. We're not going to miss a week. It's going to be good. We're going to get this done. And then within 10 minutes of us getting ready to record originally, the power went out of my place. And I'm like, okay, great. So, and, and then Terry being the gracious person, he's like, well, let's give it two hours. Let's see what happens. Um, so I got to tell you the, between, um, now and then, but then also real quickly, the power decided to flicker within the first minute and a half of us recording this episode. So we started over again. So thanks power. Um, I decided like, you know what? I want to at least try to be like productive in that time because there's nothing else going on. I had the power was out, no internet, whatever. Um, so I had my phone, which has some data. Uh, you'll appreciate this, Terry. I looked up on my phone. Can I light my stove without electricity? <laughs> so I looked up. I, I'm do like, it, I do it every time I use mine. Oh, okay. Well then look at you being a rebel, right? That's how jacked up mine is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just worried. I was worried that if I like something like, you know, like I just like, you know, I'm like, 
I didn't want to do like the one thing where it's like, Oh, you, you should have not done that. You know, like, so I figured out a way to light a burner was making some food, you know, like I was cooking. Uh, and it was like, you know, by, by, um, by candlelight and by candlelight, I mean, and Terry, you know, my wife, um, and I know you love my wife, Mary, I love my wife, Mary's like, but she has this thing where she'll buy like 8,000, like three wicks into candles. Right. <laughs> they all smell like something, something, like something different from each other. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to like, you know, like make, like light I was, way. <laughs> I was like late in the way, setting one candle in the living room, like, like away from the cats. Cause like, they're like, Oh, we got to mess with that. Right. Cause that's what cats do. Cause we have four of them and they're all agents of chaos. But I was in the kitchen. I lit two and I'm just like, and it was like every bed, bath and bodywork smell. Like was, it was like a um, thunderdome of <laughs> smells they were battling for tur- uh, turf. Yeah. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was like, like the warriors. It, was, it was like the warriors, but they all smelled really nice, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, so that's what was going on in the darkness uh, in the kitchen. And I, I eventually found like a couple other lights that we have, like the, like these clicky lights that, that we have that are kind of like made for these situations, not like flashlights, but whatever. But mm-hmm. so yeah, between uh, our original start time and now, I was like, you know what? I got nothing going on. I guess I'm going to challenge the fates by not blowing up my house, and then I'm going to just cook because we have a gas stove. So that's what was going on. But then I was surrounded by like jasmine, like winter pumpkin, and then like I don't know, like um, I just I don't I just whatever. Throw a dart. I, this, like, I feel like this is when the corporate. Uh, the, the corporate dudes over at like Bath and Body Works start rubbing their hands together like, ah, we got yeah. them right. Finally, finally, they did the three, the three <laughs> for 20, like, like whatever it was, buy three, three wick candles. And then all of them smell like, um, I don't know, um, Karen's. I don't know. It was this whole thing. Like it, it just, yeah, it was just like, it was, um, it was an experience, but it was one of those things where like, I'm there like cooking, like, you know, my gas stove with like candlelight. And I'm like, you know what? Is this roughing it? I'm like, no, it's not. Like I'm like, really, uh, like, yes. I'm, I'm using the place smells like a Turkish whorehouse. Like, yes, you know, finally. It, just, it smells like a bed bath and body works. And I'm just cooking sauce. I'm cooking meatballs on the stove and then making some pasta. It isn't like this. This isn't really roughing it. Right. But, <laughs> but, it was, but here's the funny thing. Could you actually smell any of your own food? Yeah, I could because like eventually okay, I was going to yeah, say like, thankfully I, I imagine that everything else combined would have been like, we're eating pumpkin. <laughs> we? We, we are. Yeah, do you guys do you guys like pumpkin spice sausage? Because that's what's going on here. Pumpkin spice meatballs, <laughs> white pumpkin spice meatballs. No, but um, there was also a bit when the, when the power first went out, and then like everything was whipping around. Like it's very stormy outside. I had my uh, mm. my uh, my office window where I'm recording right now cracked just a smidge, and so then uh, uh, all the lights were out. My wife, like my wife, was helping. Like she was outside for a second when everything like everything happened. Right, so she comes in. And like all the lights are out. I lit a single candle before we found the other lights. I hear this bang, 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 bang upstairs. You know, if this was a horror movie, we'd all be dead. Right. Cause you know, there'd either be a killer or a ghost or a ghost killer upstairs. And it was just, it was my office door because the pressure kept changing in my room. And I'm just like, I told my wife, I was like, I got it. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. Like I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, there could be a killer ghost up here. Wait, I wouldn't even know it. You didn't immediately jump to conclusions and think that it was ghosts. I mean, oh. cause, cause they are real. No, um, I, I'm no. sure there's a Warren out there open for your call. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, one of the Warrens, right? Like the grandniece of the Warren family, right? But uh, yeah. yeah, it was one of those things that was like, it was immediately like, oh, the power went out. Bang, 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 bang. I'm like, well, either either those ghosts, maybe they're unhappy that there's no Wi-Fi either. That's probably what it was. Anyway. Or they really like industrial music and they're just trying to. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like they're, but they're also like, you know what? Can we play, can we hear some uh, Fear Factory right now? Can we hear some uh, Edge Crusher just play some, really yeah, loudly? Some, some KMFDM. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what, what it was. It was some KMFDM ghosts that were up here just trying to have their way. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to lock the door and close the. Anyway, so it's been an evening. I apologize. So I will say, though while cooking i'm like you know i'm just gonna have a couple beverages we're a little, we're a little punch yeah. drunk yeah right I'm a, not or, or a little drunk in general but it's late and i apologize i just want to let people let people know that i'm like it's been a thing so <laughs> here we go anyway hope you enjoyed our conversation about a small talent for war um weird segment um i do like that um a friend of the show richard uh texted me he was like the talking heads like took over the world uh, cause of the outfit of the, the, the main alien guy was wearing. And I wrote back to him my, my favorite moment in my life. I was like, same as it ever was is what I wrote back to him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, so we're, we're now moving on to the third segment of, uh, season one, episode 15 segment C a matter of minutes. Uh, Terry, uh, who did what here? And I will give you a pass. There is one actor name in here. That is, it is, um, a American gladiator level of, uh, trouble to get through. I, I, I probably know which one you're talking about here. So we're going to get through it as best as humanly possible, especially on my behalf. So, uh, first and foremost, we'll talk about a director here, Sheldon Larry, uh, 54 credits. I'm not familiar with any of the work as many of that, like that might be like, could be familiar because i mean there's a lot of 54 credits is pretty astounding for directing i don't know any of it do you have anything to bring to discussion for mr larry i just realized that i did that's the one person i didn't actually do any credits for so i i uh, looked up these notes like three years ago so uh not three years ago three weeks ago three years ago it was 17 years ago when i looked up uh sheldon larry let me see here um he is known for nothing remington steel Three episodes. Okay. Well, okay. I don't, well, I don't yeah, think that's so there, there's that. Oh, uh, was okay. it? Oh, I never watched it. <laughs> let's let's look at this. There, the, let's the um, Christmas in Paradise, uh, a recipe for a per- perfect Christmas. Um, we talked about some of those connections with the Jordan Peele Paramount Plus uh, uh, Twilight Zone. How there were so many people working in the Christmas story, Christmas movies. Uh, let's see right. here. So uh, he did. Um, what was it? Two episodes of Doogie Howser. Okay, fair enough. Uh, only segment of Twilight Zone. Well, that's three fine. episodes of Bubble, uh, pub, uh, Boston Public. There you go. Okay, so I mean, yeah. I guess there is something, but I've never watched any of this. State of Grace, nineteen episodes. I don't know even what that is. Um, so I mean, it's not to discredit anything. A lot of TV work. I mean, you know, the the, yeah. the the gentleman definitely made his bones directing TV stuff, right? But I like that uh, there's some Christmas movies, and then he did um, one episode of a series called Noah's Ark. Oh, do I like? I think I remember this. Um, why do I remember this? It was, um, it was, Cause you, it. Uh, you know, I, I don't actually, you know what? I don't remember any of this. So I take, I, I, I apologize. It's the, it's the, um, it's all the, the candles. They've affected me. I apologize. Well, there's, it's all seeping into your brain. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, so, everything, everything's pumpkin year. spice. If you force spice into it anyway, <laughs> uh, next is our writing credit. Uh, we will go 
do a uh, well. So I'll, I'll just say real quick because we've talked about him so much. The teleplay was done by Rockney O'Bannon. We, I mean, we talked to talked about him at, at great length at this point. Um, we will talk about him again. Yeah, he's he's like the but, main like backbone for a lot of this because he becomes like a story editor. He was that guy yeah. we talked about that he pitched a story blindly like not blindly but like he just submitted it to twilight zone they're like we like this guy and they brought him in he became like a very um uh influential person on the show so good on him yeah and it said some like story editing as well yeah for the series so we'll, we'll again talk about him quite a bit more uh but the main credit here is going to be the story and that's by theodore Strujinia sturgeon um I think it's sturgeon. sturgeon, Theodore Sturgeon, like the fish. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The third, the Theodore fish. I'm kidding. Anyway. Yeah. So uh short story yesterday was Monday was th- it was adapted from that. Uh, one more uh, episode that we'll talk about in the future, uh, some Star Trek and then um, some tales of tomorrow. But the, the one thing I want to say is that this name probably wouldn't be familiar to some people. He changed his name pretty in a pretty weird way here. His name was Edward Hamilton Waldo initially. <laughs> I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if that's an upgrade. I don't really don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I'm always curious about like how people change your name. My, my, like a lot of people think that my name is Terrence. It was never Terrence. It's always been Terry. Um, with an eye. Some people, that's the secret yeah. thing people don't know about it. It's always been Terry with an eye. <laughs> but like, like I, I just, I'm always curious about why people change your name. Like, well, one of the people I looked up today and how they greatly changed your name it was Ted Turner. Uh, Ted Turner's real name is Robert Edward Turner the Third. <laughs> so, like, how do you go? How do you go from Robert Edward to Ted, or in this case, you know, change, you know, your, your name from uh, again Edward Hamilton Waldo to. Theodore Strugin or Sturgeon or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, I, I want answers. I just well, don't okay, know so I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you two things here. One, talking about people changing their names. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant was originally born Hiram Ulysses Grant. So he, um, whenever he was in the military, they would put like your three initials on like your baggage and stuff. And mm. for whatever reason, the, the rumor is that he didn't want his initials to read hug. So he changed it to, he changed his name to Ulysses S. Grant. So he took his middle name, made it his first name. S doesn't mean anything, but he wanted his, uh, he wanted his initials to be U.S. Grant. So think about that for a second. He didn't want to be hug, you know, cause who's going to fear this guy's like, Hey, Hey, all you rebels in the South, of the Confederacy hugs coming for you. <laughs> He's coming to hug. Yeah. Um, just, I would just hope that his, uh, his, his kid would be called little hug anyway. So, um, but yeah, I don't know why you change your names, but I will say this about, uh, Theodore Sturgeon. So you mentioned, um, he, like his story writing, there will be another segment later based upon one of his stories. He wrote approximately 400 reviews of like movies and, and more than 120 short stories, 11 novels, several scripts did the star Trek original series script for a muck time. Um, he also came up with the sentence of live long and prosper and the Vulcan hand symbol. Right. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then he also, one of his, uh, scripts that was never produced. One of those introduced the prime directive of star Trek, which the prime directive is, is that like they want to facilitate like, you know, um, the capacity for, um, you know, whatever, whatever, 
whatever species they run into, they don't want to interfere with their evolution. So the prime directive is like observe, but don't interfere. Um, so the prime directive is a big deal on Star Trek, right? But like also keep the prime directive intact. So they don't want to go uh, mucking around with like cultures that maybe haven't discovered like warp travel and things. So I thought that was cool. Uh, he also, I think he wrote the the story Killdozer. I, that's what, so I'll put this in my notes. I wrote this a couple weeks ago. I just wrote Killdozer exclamation point. I really hope Theodore Sturgeon wrote that. If not, that's a weird note. Um, he also was the inspiration. Theodore Sturgeon was the inspiration for Kurt Vonnegut to write a character called Kilgore Trout. So you can see the similarities in names. Kilgore Trout would show up in a number of Kurt Vonnegut works, including one I read called Timequake, which is one of uh, Vonnegut's last books that is really, really funny. Um, Kilgore, Kilgore Trout is kind of um, just kind of like this weird um, stand-in for um, Vonnegut that's kind of like this asshole scientist that kind of knows everything. But Vonnegut's capable of making everybody like laugh their ass off. So uh, also... Quick quote from Theodore Sturgeon, 90% of science fiction is crud, but then 90% of everything is crud. I agree with that. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's ever changed from that point. Pray, praise uh, Sturgeon. Yeah. Now we use a little bit more uh, PG-13 uh, terms, yeah. maybe even R sometimes. But uh, yeah, so then next here we'll talk about our cast and that's uh, – that's led off by Adam Atkins. Arkin. Or Atkin. Arkin, I'm sorry. Um, he plays Michael Wright. Uh, he was in some episodes of Sons of Anarchy. He was also in uh, Halloween uh, H2O, which is trash. But I will bring something... <laughs> I will bring something to, to uh, discussion here that is even more trash than H2O was. I have more recently watched this film with my wife Probably about six months ago. Have you ever seen Full Moon High? No, I've not. This is a terrible effing movie. Like, <laughs> I, I want to swear so bad. It is so bad. It's a werewolf movie that has gotten such praise through uh, a lot of friends within our community and a lot of the people that we hang with uh, at the horror film slash uh, so are you movie are you no longer we, friends with them anymore because of this i i, I mean, might burn some bridges here i'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening right now uh i still love you but this movie's trash uh full moon high is garbage <laughs> it is it is a laughable movie and it may end up on the screen for just like shits and giggles at one of the movie marathons that we put on sometimes this is this is a ridiculous movie like it's so I think this is one of those Larry Cohen films. Oh, um, I'm not familiar. I mean, I'm not familiar with full moon high. I mean, it's either, it's either a werewolf movie or a movie about streakers and either way, probably not good. Uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's definitely a werewolf film. Yeah. So, so I will mention Adam Arkin, um, is the son of Alan Arkin. Uh, he was also in Northern exposure for a number of episodes. Um, sons of anarchy. I think you mentioned, um, the film pig, uh, from 2021, uh, yeah, the Cage. Cage film, right? really, really good film, really good film. You got to just give it a moment. And then the film doesn't really ever tell you what it is. Like it's, it, it takes, it goes in a couple different directions, but there's the, it's, it's a steady hand and it is measured. And if it doesn't make you just like, just want to 
like sob at the end of like for good and for bad. I don't know what's wrong with you. Pig's an amazing film. Yeah, so then next year we'll have. A, <laughs> I mean, it's no H two O. I'll just say that, or Full Moon High. But anyway, it, uh, well, I mean, then you're only piquing my interest that much more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, next year we have uh, Karen Austin. She plays June Wright. Uh, she was in Summer Rental, which is a, a very fun film. Uh, not too many people remember that film because every time I talk about that damn film, no one knows what I'm talking about. So please watch Summer Rental. Uh, giant candy film that oh, is hilarious. I've never heard um, of it. What what is it? Summer rental. I'm kidding. I've seen summer rental. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you're piss me off, man. <laughs> like, come on, giant candy. Like, oh, it's on. a lot of fun. It's kind of uh, it's kind of like the big studio version of One Crazy Summer in some ways, yeah. if I recall right. Like, it's kind of like. Like it's a, like, yeah, it, it's that goofy, just vacation movie, which I'd also say like the spiritual sequel to this is the great outdoors in a lot of ways. Right. Am yeah, I wrong? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. kind of like the opposite spectrum. And honestly, like I was thinking about that movie when I recently went on vacation, I thought about just like just bashing shit with like a, cane, uh, like a, what do you call it? A, a, like a cane or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, please watch that movie if no one's ever seen it's it. It's a lot that of fun. Give you a, a hell of a treat. Um, and then episodes of uh, Night Court. Yeah. So the so, big thing. So you. So forgive me. You got that kind of reversed, like, and understandably so. She was in the first season of Night Court, and then she uh-huh. got the offer to be the, the wife of John Candy's character in Summer Rental. So she stepped away from Night Court, uh, which she was the uh, um, defense attorney in that series. Uh, of Night Court. And then once she stepped away, Marky Post came in to play the next uh, public defender. And we all remember Marky Post. Like, Night Court's one of those shows that has some rotating people that they, you know, there was success there, which uh, we're recording this the week that the Night Court revival just came out. Um, the first two episodes are on Peacock, which I need to watch. Uh, I love Night Court a great deal. And, but yeah, yeah, I still, I still watch it now. It's I love, like, um, it, it's just, it's something about it. There it's, it's ageless in a lot of ways. I like night court's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. And yeah, oh, I mean, it, there, there's good writing in it. It's, it's, there's a comedy that like doesn't really exist now. Like it just in like how it's like somewhat goofballish. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I, it, it, it was kind of punching above its weight of how like absurd it was. And because mm-hmm. of that, it kind of makes it timeless. You know, like, yeah, yeah and the yeah. balance, like uh, I, I, the only way I can describe it for people that maybe are familiar with a, probably a more relevant show would be scrubs in like yeah. how there is, that's not, there's a dark, yeah. uh, that's not bad. That's not a bad call. It. Yeah. That's really, and also like to speak to what you're saying there. Um, yeah, that's, I was going to actually, I was going to make a rest of the comment that has nothing to do with that, but you're right. Scrubs is probably a better tie in to night court, right? Where it's like you do a job. You, there's comedy amongst your coworkers, but there's real consequence sometimes, right? I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And I, I did like it, it can go into dark places and that, but like there is a purity yeah. to the storylines and that too. So she kind of she walked away from the first season after like first season night court to do summer rental, which doesn't feel too dissimilar to Shelley Long walking away from Cheers, right? Mm-hmm. To go do other things, but the show still was successful after, right? So, but yeah. Anyway, that's um. Um, actually I'm, I'm sorry. What was it? She wasn't the public defender. She was, um, the court clerk that's in my notes here. Uh, she was replaced by Mac. If you remember, uh, the character of Mac. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
who um, he's oh, no longer we, with we us. We just recently lost yeah, as yeah. well. So I'm sorry, she was the public defender. I, I, I'm talking about Marky Post. Um, but I feel like there was also some the, the there was some changeover in that series, like a little bit over time, right? A number of bailiffs, right? There was two earlier bailiffs that died, and then eventually uh, Richard Mall came in as bull, right? So um, this is a night court episode, but. If Terry and I we, want to sit down sometime, way, <laughs> if we want to, if we want to sit down sometime, uh, not podcasting, and watch the night court, I'd be down in a second. So anyway, oh, continue. Yeah, yeah. Imme- immediately. Uh, and then that will be the next uh, adventure for Paul and I, uh, night court uh, after hours. <laughs> we're um, we're going to go to New York city and be like, where's night court? Where's night court the entire time. And then we'll get mugged repeatedly asking where night court is, is what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. So, uh, next year, uh, our next actor is Adolf. Cesar, Caesar, Caesar. Yeah, yeah. depends on how you pronounce it. Um, my wife actually, or my wife, my mother used to date a guy named was uh, a guy that was named Caesar. So it was a different pronunciation. I thought you were gonna be like your your mother dated somebody named Adolf. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, my mom's not that old. Um, <laughs> my wife, my 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 wife, my mother used to date somebody named Adolf Hitler. Yeah, it was a little different. It was a little different state, <laughs> a little different pronunciation. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, plays uh, the supervisor, which uh, we'll get into here in a moment. But uh, the the uh, the the probably the biggest credit for acting would be the color purple. But other career notes here is uh, did a lot of theatrical trailers for movies like Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. Day of the Dead, and Sleepaway Camp. So there's. Again, me bringing into the uh, into the discussion a lot of the horror film stuff. That's the things that I would know this gentleman from. Yeah. So you mentioned the color purple, which, um, if if you recall, which it's been a while, uh, that was the number one film that was in theaters while this episode aired. Correct. So yeah, so that that's cool. And you mentioned um, Day of the Dead, uh, a trailer narrator did a, like the guy had a really cool voice, right? So thanks to his voice, Caesar found frequent work um, doing voiceover for television, radio commercials. Um, so he would do uh, theatrical previews uh, um, for black exploitation films such as Cleopatra Jones, Superfly, uh, Truck Turner, um, and others, right? And he was also you remember this. I know you and I are a little, like, there's a little bit of a difference in age, but you'll remember this. He was the voice of the United, uh, United Negro College Fund's publicity campaign with the slogan, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, geez. Right? Wow. You I, know that, right? Like, you remember yeah, that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, later on, he would uh, be in the animated series Silverhawks, in which he voiced Hotwing, a magician and skilled illusionist. And I had to double check my notes that I, I was like, really? His name was Hotwing? And I had to check tonight before we started recording. I'm like, yeah, his name was Hot Wing. I mean, you know, it's it's a living, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I'm glad he was able to get that role instead of Mild Wing. So <laughs> Mild Wing, <laughs> Boneless Wing. You know. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, no, just I'm very, higher. yeah, very, yeah, very distinct, uh, you know, very distinct voice, like. And also to find out that this was one of his last, um, like last works, right? Um, I think this aired after his death, if I recall correctly. So he died very yeah, I, soon after this. I wasn't sure where I I knew this guy from, but like his face looked familiar, and I don't know if that was just because he um, he had kind of like that, like he he, he kind of had a look that like gave me vibes of uh, like John Aston 
from like uh yeah you know like from, i can see that know, adam I, family I, get, I get like some that. uh giancarlo esposito a little bit like i could see mm. like gus fring right being this guy like yeah. i could see that but like, like the yeah. voice was very oh, very familiar very like, kind of like very keith david a little bit too like just you mm. know like um distinctive voice like and i'm glad that you know he found his niche but also, like you know, when you mentioned his tr- his trailer work, like uh, doing uh, Day of the Dead, which is one, you know, like I know Dawn of the Dead is one of your favorite films, but you know, Day of the Dead probably is in the mix somewhere. Like you know, and not I'm not talking like top ten, but it has to be in there. Well, well, I mean, you know, you know me, I, I I'm, I'm a guy who's a sucker for uh, zombie films, so yeah. uh, and like even Sleepaway Camp, uh, just doing the trailers for all that stuff. Like I know that especially again, like watching a lot of the stuff within our, our community. Like we watch a lot of trailers and like old uh, footage of things like this. Yeah. I, I knew the voice and I was just like, how do I know that voice? It was so, it, it brought up such old memories. So mm-hmm. deep rooted memories. And I don't know where the hell it came from. And it's like, all right. So like looking into his catalog here and it's like, Oh, well that makes perfect sense. So, and I'm glad that that was a part of the IMDB and I've never seen anything like that amongst the IMDB credits, um, for, throughout all this research. For trailers? Always yeah. Yeah. Like, very, I've, yeah. like, to, like who would have thought that it would have been a thing on IMDB? No, for sure. I agree with that. So yeah, very recognizable, uh, voice. Um, and you know, like he's good here too. Like we'll, we'll get into the segment. Like I think he commits to yeah. it. Right. So absolutely. Who, who else do we have? Actually, you know what? I uh, have the next name. Uh, that's the one I was going to say. Do the, it. The, yeah. You do it. <laughs> Cause you don't, I'm going to stumble over every oh, syllable. <laughs> no, this one, this one, this one is uh Trixie. I'll say that a uh, Marianne Mueller Lili. Um, I think that's, uh, um, I think that's how her last name is spelled M U E L L E R. L E I E L way too many letters. Um, so yeah, she plays I feel like that name should sound longer than what yeah, you just said. Uh, I, th- I think I did okay with it. <laughs> Maybe not. She plays woman. Number one in accident. The reason I want to mention up, mention, mention up. What's that? I mean, I want to mention her in this is that she was the other Sarah Connor in Terminator and her listing there was wrong. Sarah. So I thought that yeah. was great. <laughs> I would like, she will forever be uh, remembered as wrong Sarah, meaning the first Sarah that gets gunned down. <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sarah Connor. Yes. Boom, 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 just, boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And she's also in Memento. And, really? Uh, you know, okay. So, I, yeah. And so, so the, I mean, she has 20, 233 credits. Holy crap. Like she's the most established. Did you, did you get her a credit in Memento? I didn't actually, that skipped right by me. I apologize. I'm a bad uh, podcaster. Memento is one of my favorite films of all time. I didn't not. Oh yeah. It's great. It's great. And like, like I, I adore that film. And like, honestly, looking at all of her credits, I was like, she has been busting her ass throughout her entire career. Like I said, 233 credits. And then next year we have uh, Joanna Johnson. Uh, she plays woman two. So seven credits. I wasn't really familiar with any of her work. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to bring towards that discussion uh, either. 816 episodes of the bold and the beautiful. So you, that's where her, you know, bread was buttered. Yeah. So, yeah. So moving on here, we have uh, Alan, David, uh, Gal- Gelman. Gelman? Uh, I wish it was uh, Gelman, but I think it's Gelman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, 
I mean, you're better at this than I am, man. <laughs> uh, so he plays un- unfortunate credit uh, name here, Heavy Set Man. But uh, uh, some shows like uh, Alf and then Roseanne. And then the last credit I want to bring in is uh, Blue Man as Blue Mans. So uh, we have a lot of Blue Mans. Yeah, I was going to make Who the hell knows who's who? (laughs) I was going to make a Tobias Funke uh, joke from Arrested Development, but I don't know if you've seen that show or not. Uh, David Cross, uh, there's a whole bit where he um, is um, auditioning to become like um, a standby member of the Blue Man group. And so he's always like in, in like head to toe blue makeup ready for that call. And a lot of like a lot of parts of the show. It's just it's just really funny to see David Cross and all blue just kind of waiting around and because he's putting on blue like makeup or like paint, there's a lot of times where you just see like parts like in this house where you'll see like an odd handprint or a footprint that's not explained, but you know it's him that he touched something by accident covered in blue paint. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot yeah. of blue people here. Yeah, you know, lots and lots of blue people. Um, and, and honestly, uh, for people that may uh, have ever been to a uh, Halloween shop in the last like five years, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can find this outfit easily. Well, yeah, well, did you? Did you? I saw an article. Party City is filing for bankruptcy. Um, no shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they sold enough blue people suits to stay afloat. <laughs> yeah, probably not. There were uh, there was too many more other people looking for a. Uh, yellow suits, yeah. Um, or, or yeah, a bunch of uh, uh charlie day impersonators becoming the green man but no i I, I, <laughs> like, uh, I think i think what it was is that um i mean the pandemic kind of like that wall up them too right because how many parties are being thrown um and then Fair enough. Uh, yeah. we i it was my wife and i went in there a couple months ago to try to find um something for a party like because it's party city and like their costume section was just like nothing anymore and it's like that's why you go there is for like all the dumb stuff and it was like there, there was like you just you wondered like how does the store stay open? Well, I guess it doesn't. So yeah, there they, you go. They they do have indeed quite a bit of dumb stuff. The stuff that you're like, huh? Maybe I could get like the almonds that are uh, purple. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like it's just like oh yeah, like all like all stylized candy. That's cool. That's way too expensive just for colors. You know, <laughs> like it just yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it looks like a lot of people went to Party City one day. It's like instead of two guys in a truck, it's like uh, eighteen blue people in a truck. They're like, we can all get, we can become movers. We could. That's our theme. What's our theme? We're blue. You and, know. And now they have an, a, an actual job, which is uh, to clear clear out all the Party City. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like they they find out like that was the, the that was their goal was like we're gonna we're gonna get the blue stuff, and then we're gonna start li- you know the liquidation sales, and we'll be in control of all the merchandise. I like yeah. it. <laughs> but uh other than that i have no more um uh casting characters here i guess uh yeah because you know blue men um yeah we don't have, <laughs> I, I, I wish I there was one, one random one random person be like blue blue person number seven and it's like how could you even know which one they were you know like or um i don't know uh blue blue person that grabs baseball bat like wouldn't that be like the the weirdest way like i got credit for that give me credit anyway I mean, there was a few pissed off blue people here so like <laughs> so if, if we could have been like broke it down like pissed off blue guy with bat you know, yeah like um yeah uh, what was it uh a uh, blue guy with sledgehammer at car scene you know anyway like there's right <laughs> yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's your, that's your cast, uh, and the people that was part of a matter of minutes. So yeah, let's just get into this. We've, we've kind of stepped on the blue people thing, but that's okay. Um, we, the whole thing starts off taking a matter of days to get this podcast. uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, people like you, you, you don't even know through the magic of editing people. Like, um, we, talking about how I had to delay the episode just because of my power going out and the internet being weird. Um, you know, at one point during this recording, you won't know when, uh, my power went out again. So this has been a little under 24 hours in the making trying to get this thing done. <laughs> so because the true, appreciate the true it. professionals here guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. Committed. It just feels, it just feels <laughs> it like the universe, the universe doesn't want us to talk about this segment, but I'm like, really twilight zone universe. This is the one versus what? You know, and, and not like one of the Earl Hamner oh, episodes that yeah, like, 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 in the past. If, if we, if something happened where if, you know, the segment, if she dies, just disappeared from existence, I think we'd be okay with it. <laughs> you know, like just, but this is the one that, you know, into um, the ether that is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what was that one? I can always forget the one from season four, the original series that you just, you were just not about, um, uh, it was, it was the, the guy that went to the alternate reality that was just like, you know, Oh, um, street names are different. Like whatever. Oh, the parallel. The parallel. Yeah. Like if that the wouldn't parallel is trash. <laughs> <laughs> trash. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so anybody who's been listening, uh, you know, for the long term, uh, yeah, my, my, um, my opinions have not changed on it. <laughs> it's still trash. Yeah. So I just find I, it funny that I like, did. Yeah. I watched it not that long ago, dude. It's, 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 it's just, it's just a bunch of nothing is all it is. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's just, you it's know, throwaway yeah, it exists. The, the fact that like, I'm usually my recall of uh, title names are pretty good, but for whatever reason, that one doesn't stick. And I wonder why, mm. you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Curious. So a matter of minutes, <laughs> uh, a matter of hours, days, weeks, months, as, as this is turning out. Uh, we start with, um, our, our couple of Michael and June in bed. There's a bunch of construction noise outside. Uh, clearly they're frustrated by that, which I can understand. And they start talking about how, like they thought the neighbors would be done with like the construction. And it's like, it's, it's too early for construction. Cause like, I think it's like, yeah. they're like sleeping day too, you know? Well, maybe because like, I think they, um, their alarm clock like says 1137 AM. So they, they think they're late for something, but his watch says 705. Right. So mm. that's the thing. So when he looks at his watch, he's like, wait, the alarm clock's broken. My watch is fine. We're good. You know? Um, so then, and then at first they're like, they feel like they're going to be late, but then it's like, then they, they kiss. Right. And I'm just like, you know what time it is? Time to get busy. That's what I wrote here. In my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like, why are all these blue guys staring? It doesn't matter. Time to work. Kind of, kind of works for me. Just like, let the blue guys watch. They don't have eyes. They, they can't tell anyway. Um, so the, they keep, they start hearing noise from inside their house. And, um, they, they go to like, they get their clothes on real quick. They go to look downstairs and they see, which is like, you know, like I did not know what the segment is about. Obviously when I first saw it, this is like, I'm not, I'm not saying this is like one of the best images of the twilight zone, but it's a very weird one. And it's fun, right? Where you see all these people that are like, you know, and basically like, um, you know, not like they're all, they're all blue, but they're, they're dressed like workers, like blue collar workers. They're moving stuff around. They're adjusting things. They're doing all this stuff. It looks like at first it looks like they're taking things out of the house. And so, um, Michael's kind of upset. He has his baseball bat and he's like trying to get answers out of all this. And, um, you know, as he tries to interrupt interfere with one of the blue people, the guy just like the, the thing just looks at him, takes the bat from him and just keeps moving. And that's whenever Michael realizes like they don't have a face, for, you know, 
we all know they have a face because you can tell it's just you know it's just a form fitting suit, but it's still kind of a weird image, right? Because you just you can't. Yeah, it's like the yeah. college, uh, it, it, like uh, for anybody who hasn't seen this episode, yeah. it's like the college gear that sometimes uh, like. Oh, like uh, the, they call you know, them, we're from Ohio. Yeah, they uh, call them morph Ohio suits, State. right? They, that's what they call these things, morph suits. I think that's what they call. Yeah, them, that, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. I didn't know exactly what the hell to call it, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but you know, it's it's kind of a, it's a weird image, right? And then as as they're trying to figure out what's going on, like um, they they go to go use their phone, it's not working, and then um, and then I like I like when they're trying to answer the like figure they get figure out the phone. There's just a blue person in the background hanging pots and pans. I don't know Mm. why that was just funny to me. It's like, it's like just something so like, they're like, I don't know what's going on, but it's like, it's like, but they're hanging the pots and pans, you know, look good on them. You know, like, you know, we, we hired movers uh, like, you know, a couple of times and uh, you know, they, they don't do that for you. They just put things in rooms and they leave, you know? So I'm going to like, maybe, maybe I need blue people to unpack my stuff in my house. I've been in for three years and I keep forgetting to. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, we need to look on Yelp. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, I, I actually need boxes unpacked still at this point. So. Yeah, go to Yelp. And be like, I'm uh, looking for, for 30 to 40 blue people. Uh, no questions asked. Just come unpack stuff, you know, anyway. Um, so as they're um, there, they decide to go to their neighbor's house to see if the phone's working. And they're like, but the neighbors aren't home. They're on vacation. And it's like, well, yeah, but we could use their phone. And as they're in the foyer of their house, um, cause when they go outside too, there's blue people all over the place too, doing stuff in the street and everything. Right. But when they go to, what was it like the, the living room? Where is it at? No, what's, what room is it? Either way, it's like the living room in the house. They open the double doors and they enter a white void, which is a fun idea. Um, again, I'm beginning to believe that the ace twilight zone thought, you know, well, we have these cutting edge effects. Let's use them. I don't think at any point in time, these were cutting edge effects of them walking into the void that, you know, it wasn't yeah, great. The cutting, the cutting age uh, effect or, or like effective at that time was painting trucks blue. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> in 1985, that was like, Whoa. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering like, I mean, I, like we, we got to see the, the terrible space balls in the last segment show up right uh, outside the UN and uh, a small talent for war. You're like, you know what? This, this is this is rock bottom, right? No, I don't know. Some of this void stuff is kind of so rock I need, bottom. I yeah. need to ask you, like, yeah. what kind of thought does this invoke to you? With because the void? Immediately for me, yeah. Um, and, like, what it was trying to do was uh, the Langoliers. Well, yeah, well, I was going to get to that because when we get to what is actually going on, it's very Langoliers. I mean, the the DNA, like, you know, it, you'd be hard-pressed for, for – um, if someone told me that Stephen King saw this, like in its original run, I, I would believe that. And, but, yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying he ripped it off, but it's like, cause he, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Langoliers a little bit more later. Cause that's, yeah, the, this is like, um, pre Langoliers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, cause it exists like a good, like what, um, like five, six, seven years. I, I forget when four past midnight came out. They actually came out like the late nineties, I think. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no. So the void, it also kind of made me think of those old, like uh cartoon, like the jokes of like, well, we ran out of uh background, you know, like where you'd have people run it, like they, they run out of frame a little bit uh, and off to the edge and there's like nothing. That's what it kind of yeah, felt seen, like. I've seen know. that for uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. They've done that joke. So that's what it kind of felt like. But then, um, they, so they, they get, they get back to, you know, the house and they go to, um, downtown and the bank clock says 1137 AM, which matches the alarm clock. 
And the, the, the clocks are moving forward. And that's when we see the blue people uh, staging a car accident. Uh, which is just kind of fun just to see them to smash the things. And it's like, I just, there's no, there's no um, menace with these figures, right? Like that's, that's the point I want to get across where even though whenever um, Michael took a swing with the, the, the baseball bat, like there was no retaliation. It was just more like you're you, like, like it was more of a confusion, not even confusion, but more like this is a minor distraction. I have a job to do type of thing. So you never get the vibe that, that our main characters are in danger um, but it's also like, I don't know. It's like watching just ants work and it's like, as long as you're not like attacking, you know, like their queen, they probably don't care who you are, you know? Yeah. Um, well, like, because I mean, you, you shouldn't obstruct what their, their business is. And especially when we talk to our supervisor, yeah, we'll find out um, about him in a second. They yeah. have, they have the business. Like this is their thing. Don't, don't get in the way. Cause I mean, because <laughs> Like the, the the main goal here is time keeps on moving, and they have an objective to do within that span of time. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll talk about that in a second. And now that I thought about it, they they, they kind of remind me of Meeseeks from uh, Rick and Morty a little bit. They they're mm. blue. They exist for one purpose, and you got a lot. Uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking of the uh, oh my god, what is the uh, there was a GameCube game too where um the, the 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 meanies like the the little the little guys the then they would move things along pikmin. so you can get that, to the next pikmin, yeah, the yeah. pikmin game yeah the but, pikmin games it's like these are like the objectives need to be achieved because of the pikmin yeah that's that's what it feels like right so um but as they're like going through town they um eventually um what was it uh let's see here i had my notes here they go they end up in a back alley um that's another void. And as they're freaking out about that, that's when the supervisor shows up who isn't, he he's wearing like a yellow suit, but you can see his face. He's a human dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he was like, Oh, you know what? Like, you know, who are you? And like, basically he's like, like, I don't think you're supposed to be here. And they're kind of like, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, can we go someplace comfortable? Right. And, um, and so they go to, um, was it, uh, Michael's office and, um, he, so the supervisor then, um, says the reason I wanted you someplace familiar and comfortable is because, um, you know, you need to understand it's not where you are, but it's where you, but when you are. And mm-hmm. I will say that, um, the, the realization with the main characters, like, it's like, I don't think it would take that long for them to be like, well, what do you mean by when, you know, like, but they have to, they have to, they have to ask that question like three times. Right. Um, but that's when we get the supervisor, um, he, he's saying that they're in the minutes of 1137 AM, uh, but reality in which they have like fallen out of is at 933. So they're ahead, um, because this, something happened around what 705 their time that they ended up going forward in, in time about four hours to 1137. So this is the literal minute of 1137. That's where they're at. Um, and they're still confused by this. So the supervisor goes to a computer and brings up some even more awesome computer graphics. Um, that's <laughs> what the budget was on this, right? I liked how he pressed buttons and somehow uh, uh, Michael's work computer becomes like, you know, uh, like a, a like a video toaster, like a graphics, like, like oh, I'm going to show you this, this, this demonstration of train cars and explain like what's going on. It is, it is the, like, I love it because it is such, it's one of those fun, like, sci-fi ideas but it's like such an 80s dumb explanation for what's going on yeah it's it's totally like uh, uh macintosh at this point <laughs> yeah. like 
Like I, I, I think I, I think I had better graphics when I was learning computers when I was in elementary school. Like I, w- so. I, w- I wanted uh, uh, Michael to be like, well, th- that's pretty cool and all, but hey, can you bring up Oregon Trail? I want to, I want to deal with that right now. No, so yeah. you got some math blasters on there. Uh, so because uh, I want to see somebody getting dysentery. <laughs> yes, right. Um, Paul is watered <laughs> off, uh, but so. The whole thing is that what the, the a supervisor is saying is that every minute is like a, like a, um, a, a car on a train and then all of reality moves from one car to the next. And so each car is a minute. So where there's there, what the, what he's saying is that it's like simplifying it. kind of, it's like basically like you're supposed to be in the car with those people going from car to car to car, but you're ahead. And what you're seeing right now is that. Um, my crew of, uh, blue people are building this minute for you to exist in because that's how time works. And it's like, they're like kind of confused by it, but so they go in further. Right. And he's like, okay, let me show you something. So he ends up doing a credit to the actor, which we, we talked about, like the guy, the guy's awesome. Right. But the guy, uh, uh, Adolf Caesar, uh, how he tries to pantomime opening a rift in time. Like this, that was funny. And, uh, he ends up taking them even more forward to a minute, uh, in December for, um, like Christmas, right. It was like five in the morning on Christmas day. And then it's like, you know what, you know, well in the future, it's like a blank canvas and yeah. then they're building the road. <laughs> they're starting. Yeah. It's just, it, it just think about like, it's just, it's so, it's such a silly idea. Right. But it's like all this construction, all this noise He's like, yeah, we barely started here. But when you go back to 1137, we're almost done. And then, like, and then, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it, like, and when they're able to, they're going to work, start working on the the star destroyers. Yeah, uh, you know, like, like it's like all this thing. It's like it builds. It, it does build a world, but then the world doesn't work fast enough. In a sense, like, it, it, I mean, if you're using logic, then you're like, then these guys have like there has to be millions of these guys. Not even Working that. Around. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like it's it's unknowable, Billions, right? Really. Uh, yeah, it's like it also like there's weird things too because like when you go back to the the car crash that they're staging, if that exists in minute thirty seven, so that is minute thirty six like the moment before the cars crash. So how do you set like? There's a lot of this where it's like what like uh, how do you is is it the idea that it's almost like single um, cell animation, right? Where you like you just mm. snap one camera, like click like sixty frames a second. Is it kind of like that where this one minute is just one frame, you know, in a lot of ways. And that since it moves by so fast, there is the, like our perception of time moving forward. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a fun idea. You know, like I don't mind this. Um, so yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of a romp and it, it, it's interesting in its own right. Um, but it like, it begs too many questions, you know, but yeah, if could, you can just kind of throw logic away, I mean, obviously, you know, twilight zone. Um, well, it's like, it's like the idea exists in it. that like, um, like I've not been in my attic for like you know, a couple of weeks. Right. So in this scenario, the attic, like, cause they explain that the voids are areas that people don't actually see. So why build them? Which is kind of like yeah. in the logic of this world, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like why, why raise resources for something people's never going to see, you know? Um, so it's like my attic right now could be a void, but if I go to go up to my attic, then that means the blue people are like, son of a bitch. We haven't had to build this attic in like two weeks. Like what's going on, you know, with this guy, why does he have to go up there for a second? You know, well, like, and it's very similar to the idea of uh, if the forest or uh, in a forest, like if the tree falls, yeah. does anybody hear it? Like, it's the exact same scenario. 
know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of like, it's, it's one of these things that like, if you start pulling the threads on it, it's going to fall apart. But the idea of a person being unstuck in time and the, and the idea that time is not what we think it is, those are fun ideas. Right. But he also mm-hmm. explains to like, like he's talking to them and, um, and all, by the way, I just got to point out too. I, uh, we didn't talk about, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, June's Southern accent. My God. It like, can we, can I, can that I send, was a little wavering here and there. That, it's like, can we send some <laughs> blue people to fix that thing? I don't know what was going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't secured in place. Right. Nor was it good. It drove me nuts. But, um, anyway, so they, 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 they asked some other questions too about like, well, do you get every possible thing? Right. And um, the supervisor's like, well, you know how sometimes like you you think you lost something and you've looked for it in a certain spot and then you come back later and you find your like like you lost your keys but they're right there. He's like little things like that, basically being like you know if we made a small error, we try to adjust. Um, yeah, like logic. Yeah. Uh, you know, for an episode like this. Yeah, but I also um, like the two whenever right before they have the conversation, they're in their house again, and um, like the supervisor looks at the one blue guy who's like uh, putting dust on the like the the big like china cabinet. And he was like, more dust. And she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to clean that. So it's this guy's job to add more dust to the top of this cabinet. That was, a, that was actually a really good little note there. Like, I actually enjoyed that part. Uh, it like, and it's like, I understand what they're trying to achieve, especially at that, uh, like that little juncture there. It's like I, like, I really, really focused in, like, here is the spot of um, like the alleyway. Like that really was a really cool note to bring to. Um, like no, no one ever goes down here. Like uh, no one ever goes underneath the couch to yeah. to clean this type of stuff. So like, what is existing under the couch? That's the alleyway. Yeah, so so I, I, mean, that, I thought that was really cool. It's these little fun thought experiment things. Like, well, if this is the premise, then where would you go with it? You know. So mm-hmm. like, I, I like that. Um, so then, uh, what they, so they find all the stuff out and they're like, okay, well then can we, you know, can we go back to our, our time then? Cause you know, obviously he made a mistake and he's like, well, he's like, mistakes do happen. However, um, since you guys could become unstuck, he's like, you're, you're staying with us. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I can't let you go back because we have no idea what that actually do to the timeline. And I, so, yeah, go ahead. It kind, it yeah. kind of got dark at that point. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what, what, where are these guys going to go then? Like. I, I kind of felt bad for them. I was like, are they going to become one of the blue people? Or like, I thought, or I thought it might become destroyed? like, um, like, uh, the, like a little piece of quiet, right. Where they're just existing in a, a world that can't go forward or move backwards, but it's like, it's up to them what they want to do with it. You know, I thought that was what's going to happen because if this world was created in that minute, that means literally like how much of the world actually exists. And I, I would guess a fair amount of it. Right. Cause they're not the only two people that's going to exist right. in that minute. So it's almost like they could have been given like carte blanche just to exist in that minute and, you know, forever do what they want. Right. That's what it would feel yeah. like to me. No, Which, that, I mean, that would honestly, the, like, because they, uh, they, uh, exploited what is really going on. Uh, the supervisor could say, yeah, just, just kind of do your thing. We're, we're going to keen continue doing our own like project here. But like, I actually thought they were going to like become like the blue people, right? The blue people. And then like, now you, you have to, you have to start working for us now. See, that would have been way more interesting to me because then, then that would also kind of open the question of like, are then all the people working now have been take, like they've fallen out of time. And now that they're, 
their lot in existence is to build the world that they could never live in again. Yeah, because you know? like, how are they enlisting people to do the job? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, uh, it's like, uh, oh, at least like what? Like, you know, I know it's I know it's tedious work, but at least we got healthcare. That's right, Bob. And let's just go around and like, you know, um, you know, man, what are you doing for the weekend? Nothing, because we literally never get there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, <laughs> like our objective is not to become the red people. Um, <laughs> the red people, yeah, they're the ones that come up and like clean up everything after. You know, that's what we find out. Like they're they're the Langoliers. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, um, I like how, um, the, the couple's like, nah, they screw this. We're out of here. Right. And so they, they run away and then their whole big plan is to run downtown and then hide in uh, a ticket booth for a theater. Did you notice what the, what play was being shown at that time? I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, time bandits. Yeah. Right. right? So that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I it, sure. I tried to watch it. It's not good. Well, but um, this okay. I'm saying that it's a fun joke. <laughs> in the movie, you know, it, it, it place and time. You know, and like it's it's a weird movie for sure. You know, uh, but I'm sure if like people watch it now, they're like, "What well, was this?" It's like, but at the time, it was neat. You know, you got David Warner though, also in that. But anyway, um, but I like that they did a time bandage joke uh, in this episode. Yeah, I mean, just the 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 con- the concept of like time bandits like yeah that's funny that's hilarious even if there wasn't a movie that actually existed that would be a funny concept to just have a movie called that yeah right but uh it's still terrible see it would have been um, even it's, i think it'd have been even better like if they i don't know if the movie had come out yet i think it did like somewhere in time like the the matheson yeah. story that'd have been funny to, to stick that in there but um yeah so so they, uh, they they're hiding because what basically what it is is because like because um it uh what's his name's watch um, Michael's watch is actually keeping real time everything else is around stuck in this minute but his watch is in actual real time so he's like well what if we wait till eleven thirty seven like what's going to happen that's when the supervisor's like I don't know so they're hiding right they hide until like eleven thirty six and then they get out of their hiding spot. Um, that's, that's, that's another question I have for you too. It's like, if they're, if they don't know what's about to happen and like time is like, like it starts over again, what's to say that they're not going to materialize in, into somebody, you know, like that's just existing in that minute. Like that person, like what if there were somebody just walking like down the sidewalk, exactly where they're at, that feels like that's going to become like some kind of body horror of like them just, you know, you know what I mean? Like just, just like phasing into somebody. Cronenberg uh, yeah. is waiting. Yes. Uh, right. It's just like, he's like, tapping his like, fingers. It's like, like Seth Brumble's yes. watching in the distance, you know, uh, uh, so I'm looking at the meme right now, thinking about it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but so, so like what happens though, is that, um, as, um, they're kind of waiting, that's when the supervisor sees them across the street and he's about to six some blue men on them. And, but he's like, it's, you know, he's like, ah, it's too late. Cause they got it. Like what was like 20 seconds. And they had this interesting discussion. Cause like, there's this loud noise and, and she's asking, she's like, well, what is that? And the supervisor's like, well, that's the sound of time approaching, which would make sense. Right. Cause it's coming. That train car's coming. And so, um, you know, they call it, they call the supervisor's bluff. It's like, if you come after us right now, you will be in like real time and you won't be able to do what you do. So basically the supervisor calls the bluff like, well, he, you know, he doesn't call the bluff. He backs down and goes back into time, right. And leaves them to their fate. Uh, so I thought that was interesting that again, the supervisor was trying to do his job. He wasn't necessarily, you know, like, you know, malicious, 
right? Um, it's just it's kind of nice to see like a segment where there isn't like a, like um, like a, a bad guy, like a, like a big cartoon level bad guy chasing after these two. Yeah, I, I understand that point, and even with our uh, supervisor here, he's not supposed to be the bad guy, but the way that he's portrayed for a moment here. He kind of is like menacing. It's like, oh no, you can't go back. It's like, well, what the hell? What is the difference? So, like, there isn't like a ultimate, um, like this is what happens if you exist in that time frame. Like, that doesn't it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, yeah. there isn't a uh, like ultimatum. Like, if you do, then this is what happens. You yeah, know, like even yeah. when we talk about like Back to the Future. Like if you talk to yourself, if you exist in the same space as yourself, there's consequences. We don't get that. Like, yeah, because like, literally, can't do it. they're gone for four hours. Like, we don't I mean. Granted, four hours ultimately isn't a long amount of time. But like, what was their predetermined course in the? Or I should say, like, we don't even know what impact they did or did not have in those four hours they were out. Right. Like that's a butterfly yeah. effect type of thing too. Is what I think what you're saying, like, it's like, there's a lot of things that can happen because what if it was meant to be that they were meant to get unstuck? So what happens if they become, you know, back in like back in time, whatever, anyway, got to get back in time. Uh, what, like what happens then, <laughs> you know, like, so, um, there, like, there's some fun questions here. Right. And I feel like maybe, maybe like, mm, I'm not saying that like whoever, like, this is something that I think could be a fun like revisit in a lot of ways, but we'll talk about the Langoliers, which I think is also, I think a better approach to some of this too. We'll talk about that in a second again. But so as time shows up, like suddenly they're in 1137 and it's amazing. There's people around being mad at them for standing in place and whatever. And they're freaking out. Cause it's like, hooray, we're around people again. Um, but then the next question that arises that I, that credit to the segment too, that I hadn't thought about. And they're like, what happens at 1138? Cause like, what if, you know, what if the train car, like, like that's their train car and then everybody moves on to the next minute. Like I almost kind of like, I don't know what would have been better, um, them being like just stuck in that minute forever, uh, or they had the minute where they were correctly with time, but since they're still unstuck, they're now still in 1137 and everybody went on to 1138, you know, like that would have been kind of a dark ending too. Yeah. I mean, especially in this kind of juncture, I, I kind of wanted something a little bit darker um, because it could have gone in so many different directions. Like mm -hmm. the happy ending actually was like kind of like the boner killer at this point. <laughs> like, I, I like, whatever, dude. Like this is just honestly, I threw this episode away immediately when I saw the happy ending. I was like, and, and I know we're going to talk about it here in a second, but I'm going to bring it up now. The, the blue rent. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. yeah, so it's they get stopped. to 1138 and they're like, okay, time's moving on. And then as they're walking away, they see an all blue wrench on top of like um like a like a trash can or a phone booth or something. I don't know what it is. And he's and the guy's like, oops, meaning like, oh, they did make a mistake. And like it's almost like, you know, that should be the thing that terrifies you because you're like, because you could maybe maybe your brain could bend and like six months, eight months from now, you'll be like, that didn't happen, did it? Well then why the hell do we have this blue wrench still? Like that should be like the reminder, be like that, like it could happen again, but it's such a yeah. dumb, it's a dumb little bit. You're right. <laughs> That's even worse, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like, I understand like, yeah. Remember where you put something? 
and then you find it okay whatever i understand that like that's how like the 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 rift happens sometimes these guys if if they're professionals they're not leaving shit behind like stop <laughs> like like we can't have that like they're supposed to be professionals right yeah like like they like they leave one blue person behind. They sorry, they leave three of them in Vegas and that's how we get them, right? They're like, "Shit, we lost the three of them. What do they got to do?" And, yeah. And now they have to exist in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, "Well, give them some drums. I don't know. Like it's Vegas. They'll figure it out, right? Like just, you know, whatever." Um yeah. Um so it's I a living. Yeah. <laughs> it's a living. Um so that that's it. That's your a matter of minutes. Um yeah, I um I'm glad that you had a little bit of fun with this because when yeah. I first saw it, I was like, I don't know how, like, like I, I didn't, I didn't know. Cause sometimes where y- you get a little lighthearted, um, I know that isn't always your jam. I'm not saying you don't enjoy a fun story. Don't get me wrong, but this, this one, it, it, it isn't so much that it makes you ask to turn your brain off because it doesn't, because it's engaging with some really interesting concepts regarding time, but it's, it's asking you to take very large leaps in storytelling to get to where they're going, you know? And in a lot of ways, this feels like an original series, uh, episode concept, you know, like, um, just of like, cause, cause the idea of how time works seems like something that would have been appealing to like, you know, Sterling and company and like, you know, 63 for this, right. Of like, well, maybe it's built one at a time, like a train car. That seems like something that could have been tackled then. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's very, um, that's what very well put, especially when you consider it to like the original series. And I did enjoy this. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's as strong of an episode as like what we've seen in the past, especially oh, sure. when we're talking like, I mean, it's just, this is a new time and place. You know, we have to treat the 80s series as its own entity. Um, this one, it, it, it's like, it, it's just fun. And I, I'm not trying to tear it down so much as much as like, I'm just like, if, if we need to talk about something, here it is. Yeah. Like th- these are the things that like, let's extrapolate on that a little bit, but I mean, because we can't time travel, we can't stop time either. Like there isn't somebody working and building time. It's, it's totally fictional, but there are certain faults here and we've talked about them in our discussion. I'm kind of interested in seeing what other people have to bring to oh, the table. Sure. But, you know, but like, when you mention the Langoliers, which this is like the Langoliers is like this, but like it's, it's still dealing with uh, people out of time. Right. But they're now in the day after, sorry, the day before, like, like uh, yesterday, not today mm-hmm. or not tomorrow, right? If, if I recall the timing of that, right? Like something happens in a plane. It's, a, it's building yeah. up to that that moment that they're actually on the tarmac or whatever it is. Yeah, but the whole thing is like they, they, something happened where they ended up in yesterday. Like they, they stayed they stayed behind when the rest of the world went forward in time, right? That's because that was the whole thing is that the Langoliers um, would eat the reality of the past. That's why, like, there's no past, right? Because the Langoliers are coming, right? If I recall, like, it just eats all of reality, and they're stuck in this past, and they got to get back to the present. If I if I remember correctly, I just remember uh, Bronson Pinchot getting hit in the face with the toaster um, in the movie. Uh, but there's a like, there's a lot of fun there because they also deal with the idea that the plane that they're in uh, is kind of like this bubble of now, 
right? Versus like, so that's why, because King plays with some ideas that like when they go outside after the plane lands, like everything tastes weird and like flat and like, like just kind of not there because it's, it's synthetic. It, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's like, cause it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it exists, but it served its purpose. So it's now like in the past, it's kind of null. Right. So, right. Um, and not yeah. fulfilling either. Yeah. So they're like the Legoliers is a fun, it's a fun read. Um, and you know, and there's the there's movie, a little bit more going on than this. Yeah. Yeah. The movie is trash. Well, but, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I like, I will say like, though, like, uh, Bronson Pinchot's Craig Toomey. Awesome. You can't tell me him just going just nutso. And that was a lot of fun. And having Dean Stockwell in that too, they're, they're, it has its elements. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's perfect cause it's not. But, you know, and, and also some questionable computer effects from the 90s. <laughs> but questionable. Well, yeah, man, yeah. Uh, you're being so nice tonight. It's, um. yeah, I'm being nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but the Langoliers is like, I don't know if you've ever actually read the novella of the Langoliers. Um, I have to dive into it, but yeah. I'm still trying to work off my uh, my uh, jaded uh, past of, of, of good king versus all the stuff that was like bad king too like there's there's a i have i have a lot of trauma uh, so let me if i recall correctly off the top of my head and i'm not looking at the internet so four past midnight was that collection of books uh, his novellas it was the langoliers um the library policeman which is one of the most effed up stories he's written like ugh. uh the sun dog which is one of the few stories i've ever read that reading a book i had to put it down because it put an image in my head that just bothered me and then, um, oh, what was the fourth one? Um, I don't. Th- I think the fourth one wasn't supernatural because that's something that he does sometimes. But yeah, they're all good. Um, so um, I mean, I love King. And yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a shot against King. So so Steve, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully you're a fan. Um, it's not a shot against you, dude. Uh, it's I, I, there is just some been some poor choices and how your your work has been adapted uh i just i don't understand sometimes it's like i'm like i'm still i'm like i'm still a fan i'm like uh right oh, now shit. i'm revisiting yeah. christine yeah sorry the the fourth story was secret window secret garden which became the movie secret window which is actually decent um but oh, yeah sure 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 <laughs> have you seen secret window terry or no yes yes okay. i have all right. Okay. It's, it's, it's been a while. Uh, that's why I said sure. Okay. Um, anyway, Four <laughs> Past Midnight's a good collection of books. It's a good series of novellas. I would recommend it to you or anybody else if we're talking about stuff like that. But you're talking about adaptations, and then I bring another one to you about Secret Window. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, because there's a lot of people out there that take liberties with storylines. Um, either way, here we are. Uh, we're talking about something that is not Stephen King. So. Yeah, whatever. No, but, um, <laughs> no, because when you said you get Langolier vibes for this, I'm like, absolutely. And I think if yeah, people yeah, want more of yeah, this kind sure. of dis- and- displacement, like out of time stuff, like that's, that's a good way to go to. I can't recommend that, that novella enough. Um, again, yeah, a lot of the ABC made for TV movie stuff isn't great. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I kind of now wish there had been a version of Langoliers that was just been a bunch of, uh, oh, what was the ABC like Friday night lineup with like uh perfect stranger step-by-step. Um, like, uh, was it like all the, I wish it had been all the sitcom stars in that version of Langoliers. That would have been amazing. Yeah. That, I mean, there are some actors within that, uh, 
the what, what was they called? Uh, 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 Jesus Christ! Uh, there was a uh, thank God it's Friday. Oh, TGI, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, TGIF, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> I want a TGIF version of the Langoliers where you had like uh, was it Patrick Duffy in there? You got uh, you got Ronson <laughs> Pinchot. Uh, you got, I just uh, want you, Ch- Patrick Duffy as a leg, though. <laughs> yeah, as, as Dean Stockwell's <laughs> leg, uh, and then um, you'd have uh, you would have Urkel in there as well, and uh, you know um, and the guy from uh, Kickboxer too. Um, <laughs> um, shit, yeah, but yeah, I think because he was in Step by Step. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I just think he just. That um, was the guy who was a, he was a, in living in the backyard <sighs> in Step by Step. He I, was actually a martial artist. I, I did not realize this. Okay. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like it, it was, it wasn't like eventually like at one point TGI Friday, TJF, like hanging with Mr. Cooper. Like I want Mr. Cooper in there. I want a version of Langoliers. That's just all those sitcom stars trying to figure out what happened. That's the version I want. They're trying to figure out the next step of their career. Actually. <laughs> the, the, the next step by step <laughs> into the future. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Forgive me people. It's been, it's been a weird 24 hours of getting this episode done, which is funny because it's about time, right? Again, we're like, yeah. A punch drunk, you know, a little bit uh, punch drunk. Uh, so not drunk, drunk, which, um, you know, that too. So, all right. Yeah. I, I like, let's, I don't have any like actual notes, like nothing. Cause there was nothing, there was no commentary, no, no, nothing for this other than finding out that the actor that played the supervisor actually passed away before this aired, which is unfortunate. Like he um, yeah. died pretty quickly. It was like a very sudden, like cardiac event, if I recall. Yeah, I, I don't really have much more yeah. uh, as far as notes. Um, so yeah, let's just yeah, let's just go next? ahead and read that twist. A uh, twist rating is always here. Is not an indicative of our feels about the segment or episode. It's more about how we feel about the twist. One being we saw it from a mile away, and five being mind blowing. Uh, I will say that I'm going to give it a three. That I did not expect it to be a bunch of blue people moving shit around, and it being like this kind of time time episode, right? I was expecting something more um, with the title matter of minutes, something like a little bit more um, like not time travel-y, but like a little different than this. I wasn't expecting this kind of story. So I'll give that a three. I didn't see this one coming. I want to go with a four on this one. Like uh, the title didn't give me any indication what was going to happen here. Um, and what I viewed, like it's like, well, that's surprising. So mm-hmm. like the four is a lot, a lot more like it even like four, like I'm, I'm maybe it should have been even higher than that because there was some really surprising twists in that. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to go with four. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So um, yeah, everybody let us know your thoughts about a matter of minutes. Um, and you can find us on, um, on Facebook at strange highways. Uh, you guys can email us directly at strange highways, podcast at gmail.com. Um, I believe a lot of you email me all the time when it's, it, and it's just asking if I want to, um, um, was it refinance my car? I think that's all the emails I get there. No, I'm kidding. It's just not, not that like if you want to go on their only fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, Oh, all you guys are interested in giving us bigger penises. It's weird. I don't know why you guys send us all this mail, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean, you know, we'll get back to you, you know, <laughs> the joint effort here. Yeah. Yeah. Is, right. there, is there a group, a uh, group, right? 
Yeah, group yeah. rate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll click that email and I'll let you know, and I'll make sure that I give them our personal information so we get the best results. Um, My the, dude. <laughs> 2023, the year of us losing everything, but maybe gaining something. Anyway, so. Um, Moving yeah. way around. Yeah, right. Uh, so wherever <laughs> you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Let other people know if you enjoyed this conversation, if you enjoy watching The Twilight Zone in order. Um, I know the podcast, the pod, podcast, podcast um, like, like space is always expanding. So it's really, really tough to always get in front of people for their listens, you know, like, and I, and, and if you, you know, we do appreciate it, like, absolutely. I know my podcast listening time is limited at the moment, so I have to make decisions. Thank you for choosing us. And if you think other people would like what we do, let them know the more, the merrier we'd always appreciate it. And Terry, how can people find us otherwise? We're still on Instagram folks. Um, uh, we're, we're trying our damnedest to make sure that you guys are aware that we exist. Uh, uh, if anything, uh, make sure you check us out on all these different uh, servers and that, like, uh, like Paul said, do the the rate and review uh, on all those different things that you're like listening to the podcast to. Uh, like Spotify is a big big thing for us right now. We don't get a lot of love on there, and maybe if you just like you know rate it, you know do the five star or one star. Just let, just just do it. Just just do it. Uh, it it's important for us, and uh, I don't know, like because it, it helps the it algorithm, helps. and like maybe we get recommended, you know, and that's all. Like, uh, Man, just give uh, a little love. Yeah, <laughs> not that not that we <laughs> just, expect just to, the tip of love. Just just the tip know. of love, right? Um, you know, uh, it's just I know we're not the only Twilight Zone podcast out there. Um, I think I mean to my knowledge, I think we're the only ones that actually watch all of it. Mm, you know, do do with that information what you will. Uh, but yeah, please, um, you know, like, like seriously, like how many other Twilight Zone podcasts uh, would be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to watch the 80s, 80s uh, series in order and talk about it. I don't, I have not, I have not seen any of that ever happen because, you know, I, for well, whatever reason, people tend to forget that this, this uh, series existed. And even in the end, like we, we are committed to our fans and that uh, it, this is a labor of love for us. We're having a lot of fun, but we always put the fans first. So we've listened to fans. Um, it is something that is important for them. Mm-hmm. So it's important to us. Absolutely. So, so, uh, so yeah, um, that's going to do it uh, for the discussion about a matter of minutes. So let's, let's talk about what we're doing next. And now Mr. Serling. So next episode, we're getting into uh, uh, season one, episode 16, segment a, the elevator. It's a Ray Bradbury story. Um, and I've watched this one already because I'm, I'm, I'm a spoil sport right now. Um, I um, this is one of those ones I just want to sit back and I'm not going to say a damn thing. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Terry. I cannot wait to hear his um, unfiltered opinion of this segment. I'll say you that. Cheater, you cheater. Um, well, I, I'm excited either way. Uh, even though I can't share the experience with my friend, Ugh. you will. You will though. Like, <laughs> they, uh, you will share the experience with with me and with others uh, next week when we talk about uh, the elevator. So. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Um, please, for the love of God, like, I hope this recording is now done. Meaning, you know, it's been a while, like <laughs> to get it finished. I hope we're done. I hope I hit save properly, Terry, and we don't have to redo this one all over again. Starting now. 
I'm kidding. All right. So, uh, yeah, everybody have a good week. Uh, in the meantime, um, I guess, um, don't get unstuck in time and you know, I, I got nothing good there other than, you know, um, don't, don't blew it. I'll say that. Time is a thing and respect the supervisor.